Chocolate Podcast, the podcast where we discuss how to navigate life as a Christian teen. Through a teen's perspective. I'm joined with my co-host, Aaron Jimerson. And I'm joined with my co-host, Tatum Clark. <laughs> Hello. How are you doing, Tatum? I'm doing good, Aaron. <laughs> How's life? <laughs> good. I'm actually super good because we just got done interviewing um, Heather Rogers. That was super awesome. Yeah, was you guys super are going to get to hear that interview in like 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah. You have to wait for that though. So You have to hear our voices first. You have to endure our commentary before we can get into that. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, dude, what's life been like for you this week? Um, it was pretty good. Um, yesterday was Mother's Day. Yes. Um, and that was an interesting day because I woke up. I went to my grandma Elaine's house and we dropped off a plant for her. Mm-hmm. And then we, my brother made breakfast for my mother. Um, and then around three o'clock, we got a call that my grandma fell off a horse mm-hmm. and possibly like fractured her hip. Mm-hmm. So around that time, my mom went to Eugene, which is where she was. She was riding horses with her sister. Um, and then we found out that she actually fractured her coccyx, which is like your tailbone. Oh no. Which would be like so painful. So she yeah. fractured that and we're still kind of waiting to hear if she needs surgery or not. Oh, no. But so not not okay. super great, I guess, on that. I mean, yeah, it wasn't super great. But it was cool that we got to see her like that morning. Yeah. Um yeah. it's weird how like fast life can change. Because you can see yeah, her and she's like just fine and now she's like in the hospital. It's yeah, really strange. That is super weird. I know, it kind of puts in perspective like like we think nothing is ever going to change and then it it does it does it's Mm -hmm. so weird but dude so that kind of sounds like a low to me that was yeah (laughs) that was do you have a high of the week um a high of the week so okay i already told you this but my brother and i were hammock flipping so we set (laughs) up um a hammock that's like maybe four feet from the ground and then the next one's like eight feet from the ground and you flip into the first one and then you flip into the second one terrifying and it's so fun we like (laughs) timed it how we like timed it from like running to it flip up flip up to the second one flip down to the first one and then to the ground and I could do it in 25 seconds dude Dude, I mean skills but that's intense wow I mean yeah I can't I can't even do that that's crazy you guys are pros <laughs> yeah, you should so definitely when try. When did you do that? Like five minutes before we started. Like just <laughs> of <happened>. course, you know. <laughs> I just need my adrenaline going, you know. Right, dude, that's awesome. All right, I I do I need lows. to try that. Um, you do. Uh, so yesterday for Mother's Day, our Mother's Day was pretty good. We kind of broke quarantine, <laughs> and our grandparents <laughs> came. Um, yeah, it was really good. Um. We had some good conversations. We had some good food. Um, they were working on the garden a lot. My dad and grandpa are like getting really into making this massive garden. Um, so that was kind of fun. But yeah, that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. The last time we recorded wasn't that long ago. So like not yeah. a ton has happened. Um, Team Packed fundraiser is done. That 
that's good. Mm-hmm. That was another high. We exceeded our goal by a lot. Money is yeah, still going crazy. up, and I think it's at four hundred thousand now. Whoa! So that was wow. awesome. Um, yeah, I can't really think of a low. Pretty good four days since we recorded. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> that's good. But yeah, dude. Okay, so what are you well, drinking? Oh yeah, we gotta transition into the taco latte segment very smoothly. <laughs> oh wow, that was the best transition ever. Um, yeah, so I didn't really have a drink, so I just my mom just went to the grocery store, uh, and I was like, "Hey, do we have anything?" And she was like, "We have this." Um, so it's uh, I've had this before. It's, yeah, it's just like seltzer water, but this flavor mm-hmm. is black cherry, and also it's gonna have a nice satisfying pop. So just one moment. Okay. That was good. I like that. Yep. Black cherry seltzer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I, I have a tell everyone I don't even like seltzer water. <laughs> yeah. Um, what is the difference between seltzer water and sparkling water and tonic water? Okay, what is tonic water? I don't even know what that is. I think it's like a sparkling <laughs> water, but I think it tastes different. I don't know. It, I was just wondering like that. more minerally? It sounds like something that would have I don't know. more We have some in the house, and I was like, what is this? <laughs> I mean, I think it's just like sparkling water, but okay. my dad said it's more bitter. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, probably because it, it has minerals in it. I have no idea, though. Um, okay. Yeah, I think, wait, what was the other option? Sparkling cider? Sparkling no, cider. sparkling ha- water. Sparkling water and sparkling and seltzer wait, water. Wait, no, no. Yeah, seltzer, sparkling, and tonic. Oh. Dude, that's a good question. Should we find out right now on air? Ooh, through the magic of Google. <laughs> the magic of Google, my best friend who knows all the answers. <laughs> uh, what was studio, the question? Like, what is our amazing prep between... I'm what's the difference between seltzer, seltzer water, tonic water, and seltzer. sparkling? I think, to- wait, no. Tonic. I think sparkling Ooh, and seltzer. Okay, Ooh. We shall see. The bottom line. Similarly, seltzer is artificially carbonated, but generally does not contain any added minerals. Sparkling mineral water, on the other hand, is naturally carbonated from a spring or well. Tonic water is also carbonated, but it contains quinine, 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 and added sugar, which means it contains calories. So tonic water basically is unhealthy, and it contains mm. sugar and calories. So. Interesting. Cool. Huh. The more you no, learn, I had no idea. Google. Also, yeah, you dude. 100% cut out the beginning, but it's all good. Oh, well, it probably it's fine on my audio. <laughs> if my audio is fine, it'll be fine. But I just don't know what you said, but it's, <laughs> it's fine. I heard the end. <laughs> probably wasn't that important anyways. <laughs> Also, you want to know a really fun thing that I have to do? So my earbuds pick up my swallowing sound extremely loudly. Uh-huh. It's the most disgusting thing. So I have to edit that out every podcast because really? I, ca- I can't stand it. Yeah. <laughs> That's so amazing. <laughs> Anyways, what is your talking about? I can't hear it though when you swallow. Like, shouldn't I yeah, be able to hear it? I don't, I don't know. On the audio, you can definitely hear it. So Weird. Okay, interesting. Yeah, dude. What's okay. your beverage? So I made my beverage a while ago, and it's iced. So <laughs> oh, it's kind of su- melted. I'm surprised you still have so much. Yeah. So what I did is I made cold brew coffee in 
the French press. So I just Ooh. added coffee grounds and added cold water. And then I poured it into my little handy dandy mason jar. Um, and then I added ice, a little bit of cream, and some caramel uh, syrup. Ooh, so good. it's pretty fancy. It, it tastes really good, actually. I'm enjoying it. You look very hipster with your mm -hmm. metal straw and mason jar. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of loud, though. That's why I didn't drink it during the interview. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's kind of loud. Yeah. <laughs> you could yes. edit that out now. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> cool, cool. <laughs> okay, so I think I need to come up with a scale, don't I? Mm -hmm. I feel like we need to kind of narrow it into something like easier to come up with something. True. Um, okay. On a scale from grass seed to lawn clippings, how would you rank your beverage? So like grass seed as in allergies, pain, sneezing. <laughs> Swollen eyes. Grass clippings as in the same exact thing, except it gets <laughs> in your feet when you walk on it. I love grass in my feet. Do you? I actually really like dirty feet. Like, that's kind of oh. weird, but, like, <laughs> so in the summer, <laughs> I just, like, walk around and have, like, dirty feet all the time. That's I kind did of that a yesterday. my situation. But my feet are still dirty, so, I mean, I'm in the same way, but I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> if I, like, prop up my feet on the table, my mom's like, you need to wash your feet. Oh, uh, yeah, that's pretty bad. <laughs> so, okay, I guess anyway. that would be good in your, in your case. Yeah. Your perspective. Okay, I have to do some hardcore thinking right now. Some calculations of the Okay, I am going to say it's a solid sliver in your oh. foot. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, I'm going to explain this. Okay, I can't explain this. Okay, you have so you know how okay. when you step on grass, it's soft and it feels nice, but then, then you step on a sliver and, and not it nice. feels still different yeah it's not yeah. nice it feels different it's different than the ordinary thing good. <laughs> yeah it is okay it's oh, different okay. than the ordinary thing oh, you gotcha. something that everybody gotcha. else feels you want <laughs> something different so it is a sliver in your foot okay um <laughs> I, I i kind of follow your reasoning i like your quick calculations that you made um nice dude so if, if somebody came up to you and they were like hey what is your beverage? It'd be like a solid It'd be like sliver. a sliver. A solid yeah. sliver in my foot. My dirty feet. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Super appetizing. <laughs> oh yeah. Um dude, am I doing the same scale? Yeah. Okay. You have to suffer um, the pain I did with the sliver in my foot. <laughs> okay, so <clears throat> As everyone knows, I don't like seltzer water very much, and it upsets my stomach, so that's why I never drink soda, even though I do kind of actually, but not usually. Um, so taking that into account, and the fact that it doesn't have a ton of flavor, even though it says it's refreshingly natural, maybe that's why, because it's refreshingly natural, doesn't have a ton of flavor. Uh, because of that, I'm just going to say it's like medium length of grass so it's like you haven't mowed your lawn in like mm -hmm. two weeks like the work is piling up you just don't have the time anymore and life is chaotic during quarantine with everyone at home oh yeah for sure don't have the time to mow even though you aren't doing anything else you still don't have time because oh, you yeah. just don't enjoy mowing and so that's exactly what but this is <laughs> just I mean it's, it's there so doesn't mean I enjoy it. oh dude um 
Can you just like so laugh and pretend? You're saying that you're. <laughs> oh, okay, wait, no. So you're saying. <laughs> You're saying that your seltzer water is a lawnmower? <laughs> like, no. you don't, like, you, no. you have My to do it water. because, okay, wait, here, I got this. Okay. It's yeah. a lawnmower because oh, sometimes. I thought it was grass. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay, your seltzer water is a lawnmower. You know why? Okay. Because why? you have to cut the lawn. Otherwise, it gets too, like, crazy jungle-like. Right. You had to drink this drink because of the Talk A Latte podcast. Yes. Like, you didn't have a choice. You had to drink this. Yes. Um, and I mean, I could have chosen agua. Stomach. Like, really um, cool people. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can get blisters while mowing. Like, it hurts your oh. stomach a little bit. Um, <laughs> your, your eyes will swell up a little bit because it's a little too sparkly. Are my eyes like, when you mow the lawn. Right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, All right. um, my reasoning was actually, before I cut out, was that it's like you haven't mowed the lawn in two weeks because you don't enjoy mowing the lawn. So that's what it was. It's like, it's something you have to do, like you said, have to do it for the taco latte, but um, you don't enjoy it. Just, it's just there and you just have to deal with it. So that's the, the seltzer water for you. <laughs> I enjoy mowing the lawn. I'm just going to say that. I enjoy it. Dude, I enjoy do that with your allergies. I'm fine usually. I just we have a riding lawnmower, so I just like jump on, put on a podcast, and cruise. Dude, that's awesome. I've never mowed the lawn. In what? My life. <laughs> <laughs> what? Are you kidding? My allergies are so bad. I was outside. Oh, that's true. For you need to wear like a mask. Yeah, eh, I'm not really a fan of masks. If you didn't know that already, um, but yeah, I was outside for like three days. Wow, <laughs> three hours. I was outside for like outside. three and a half. Congratulations! Oh. Hours yesterday. Um, my allergies were so bad. I fell asleep at eight p.m. and I woke up at eight thirty a.m. I slept for twelve hours yesterday in my clothes because I was so exhausted. From my allergies. Like, it totally wears my body down. It's really weird. And then I woke up when I was sleeping. So, yeah, Mm. that's my story. Maybe that was my low, sleeping for 12 hours. That's a low? Are you kidding me? Dude, I felt terrible this morning. (laughs) (laughs) It's like one of those, like, when you take a nap for too long, you know, kind of feeling. I took a nap uh, this afternoon. It was awesome. Dude, that's awesome. It was like a nice length. It was like 45 minutes. Like, oh, nobody woke me up. Good. I just woke up, right. and I was awake. Right. It was nice. That's awesome. Dude, you know what else is awesome? What? The interview with Heather Rogers that we're about to jump into. Yes. That is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this Great has been the Thank you. This has been the Talk About Day podcast segment. Segment. Um, mm-hmm. And we hope that you guys enjoy this awesome interview with Heather Rogers. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, Heather. Thank you so much for joining us today. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. Thank you for inviting me to to spend time with you guys. Yeah, of course. We're so glad that you're on the show. I'm super excited. Yeah, so Erin is going to jump in and ask you a really important question to start off the interview. Yes, this is probably the most important question that anybody is ever going to ask you. Okay, so are you ready? Are you ready for this? 
I am absolutely ready. Okay, so would you rather for the rest of your life live in the Arctic or in the desert? Ooh, <laughs> I think Arctic because yes. I, <laughs> I'm a cold girl. I would way rather be able to add a sweater on than have to like sweating nonstop. So. Yes, I 100% agree. Tatum and I disagree. Yeah, we disagree on that. So. Oh. <laughs> Sorry to let you down. That's yeah. awesome. So now we have one for one because Daniel was the opposite. So. Oh, okay, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> it helps okay. that I grew up in the snow too. I had some snow. Oh, yeah. So I think that kind of helps. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so now that we got that question out of the way, um, we want to know a little bit about you. Um, a lot of the listeners probably don't know you very well, so could you please tell your, a little bit about yourself? Yeah, so I am, I am in ministry. I get to work with college girls. Um, so I run a big house that's basically like a Christian sorority kind of house that's owned by Calvary Chapel. And I have 48 girls that live there. So I have the privilege of basically getting to hang out and mentor girls um, that are college age. And, awesome. and because of that, they've kept me young at heart. And I just love to have fun and I'm active and artistic. And um, I just enjoy life a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. That's, that's so me cool. in a nutshell. And I love color. <laughs> nice. I'm the same. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay, so to kind of dive into your background and your story, um, where exactly did you grow up and would you be able to tell us about your family life and just that whole process of growing up? Yeah, so I was born in Klamath Falls, which is in Southern Oregon, and my dad was a part of a big family cattle ranch, so I grew up out on a cattle ranch and I was the one kid out of all the cousins that was more of a city girl, though. I didn't like to get dirty. <laughs> you know, I mean, I had a really good imagination, so I loved playing outside, um, and I was basically born with a horse, and I didn't appreciate it until I was older when I realized, <laughs> oh, every kid wants a pony, and I have that, <laughs> and I took it for granted, um, but I have a really mm -hmm. tight-knit family. And so that's really sweet. Um, and my family was like, has loved Jesus. Like my immediate family was followers of Jesus as long as I can remember. And um, I have a brother and a sister and they're both younger than me, but I just had a very fun younger childhood. Like we just roamed free. All of our cousins lived near us. So we would just ride ponies and play imagination stuff. And <laughs> I read a lot as a kid and um, just have a real zest for life, even at a young age. So pretty carefree for the younger part of my life. So mm -hmm. um, it's mostly Klamath Falls. And then eventually my dad decided to go back to school. And so that's what brought us to Corvallis. That's kind of how my family got more up into this area of the state. Um, so how was your faith when you were a child or in your teen years? Like, what was your relationship with the Lord? Like? Yeah. So I was very, um, since my mom was a really strong believer and she taught us the word from the time that we were little kids and took us to church. My dad was pretty busy and the Lord wasn't the priority of his life for when I was younger. It was more like 
working on the farm. So he wasn't as much involved with that, but I knew he loved God. And so I um, grew up just like loving Jesus from the time I was little. Like I can't remember a time in my life when I didn't love Jesus. And my mom said that um, she thinks I came to know God when I was little. I would sing, come into my heart, which is this little Bible song. And, you know, singing was a huge part of my upbringing, you know, singing little songs about Jesus all the time. And I think those songs just really got embedded in my heart and God used those to draw me close to him. But as I grew up a little bit, being the older child in our family, I definitely took on the role of, um, I was, I call myself the holiness patrol um, from, you know, probably fifth grade into high school, I was the one that was like, this is a sin or, you know, like really a little bit more on the legalistic side. But I really was just passionate about God's justice and like right and wrong and um, maybe just a little bit more hardcore. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely not that way anymore. Um, But I think just for those younger years, that's what God used to keep me close to him. Because who knows what I would have done if I had a different viewpoint. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was the one in the family that would tell the whole family, like, we need to shut this movie off. And my mom's like, thank you, but I am the parent here. <laughs> and that kind of gets me. And my brother's like, you used to boss me around all the time. <laughs> so, um, that's kind of how I related to God was just like a lot of being a good, a good kid, you know, a good follower of Jesus like I was just like I'm gonna be Mm -hmm. as good as I can you know I'm gonna be as you know that was kind of me when I was younger so okay so you kind of touched on your younger life what exactly was life for you like in your teens and early young adult life yeah well buckle your seatbelts um this could be a little (laughs) bit long because there's a lot to this part of the story Um, I did move around a lot um, in those years when my dad went back to school. And when I was in seventh grade, it was the third time that we had moved for his schooling. And he was diagnosed with cancer, like out of the blue. Um, He'd totally been healthy and then just all of a sudden got super, super Mm -hmm. sick. And so that really kind of rocked my world. But my parents were just so strong. They had such a strong faith in the Lord. And so it was really easy for me as a kid to just completely rely on their faith with the Lord and just see like, we're going to make it, you know, we're going to, this is going to be okay. And God's got us. And so a lot of, you know, there's a lot of questions and a lot of fear, but my parents were just so strong that it was something that I could look to wrong. Um, so that happened, and then my dad was able to get some treatment and was doing, um, he ended up having a bone marrow transplant, and so we had to move two more times within one year for all of that. So my whole, from fifth grade until my end of high school was a lot of moving. I lost track of how many times we moved um, for either school or cancer treatment, and so it really is interesting because I had to get to be really close to my family because you're just changing schools, changing friend groups, really, really challenging. Um, but the Lord was just right there with us. And I felt really secure that he had us. And when I was a sophomore, we 
we ended up moving up to Pullman, Washington for my dad's schooling because all of this time my dad was getting cancer treatment but also still going to vet school. He had gone back to school and was becoming a veterinarian. So it was just a very like drama time for our family <laughs> because you know, between cancer and school and moving and parents being stressed out, it was just kind of a lot to handle. And we had just moved to Pullman and the very first day of school, my mom came to pick us up and I knew something was wrong because she had on big sunglasses and it looked like she was trying to hide something. I was like, this is sketchy. Mom does not look like this when she's coming to get us on the first day of school. And it turned out that they had found even more like my dad had been in remission from cancer for a couple of years, but it had come back and it was a lot worse than it had been before. And so during that time, you know, it, I was a lot more mature in just who I was as a person a little bit more than just, you know, I, could, I had been taking everything by faith of my parents up until that point. But I was a sophomore and I was going into my first day of sophomore year and I was like, what the heck? Nah, -uh. you know, this is not happening to us. I'm in a new town. And I just didn't know if I had it in me to fight more for like for God, I guess, you know, like mm -hmm. I felt like I'd been standing up for God, like God's with us, you know, kind of like that was my role almost. And so my family decided to go get prayer and we didn't even have a church yet we were so new so we just randomly drove to this church and my whole family went in to get prayer and I'm like I'm not going in you know like no I need to wrestle this out you know on my own and I kind of just had that mentality where I was like God I trusted you you're letting me down and now look at what's happening and I just I need to do this on my own that's literally the thought that went through my mind it's like mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this on my own and, you know, sometimes people say, you know, oh, I have this audible voice. Well, I didn't have an audible voice, but I just had this strong sense in my gut. And I just think it was God saying, but you could do it. You could try to do it on your own. But if you just let me take your hand, I will get you through this. And that was kind of the first time as me as a person kind of had an encounter with God that wasn't just based on like something I'd been taught by somebody else. And I just had that, that thing goes through my head where I was like, I know too much to try to do this on my own. You know, I, I've been taught the Bible since I was a little kid. I know what happens when people try to do it on their own and it doesn't usually end up very well. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just thankful that God kind of caught me from that type of mindset right at that moment. And so I was like, okay, well, then you're going to have to get me through this. And so that was when I was, you know, what, how old are you when you're in soft, sophomore, like 16 or something, I think? Yeah, 15, 15 or 16, maybe. Yeah. yeah. yeah something. I know nowadays it doesn't really matter if people are doing their own track. <laughs> Back then it was a little more concrete. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what was going through my mind during high school um, and my walk with God. Mm. So you said that everything was changing around you. You were moving and your dad had cancer and everything changed. Um, how did that affect your faith? You say, would you say that it wavered or did you get stronger because of that circumstance or what was that? Yeah, I think that 
up until that point of me deciding in that parking lot to really just give it, give the Lord a chance, you know, with my own adult mind, um, it had been a little, it had been strong and then got wobbly real fast. And then once I decided to trust him, then it got stronger. And it was a really interesting few years of school because I was at a new school going through this pretty traumatic time with my family. But I really wanted to be strong for the Lord. Like I, I knew that he was with us, you know, I knew, so it was pretty strong. You know, I have my weak moments, but basically through that season of life through high school, um, I just kept getting stronger with the Lord. And I ended up moving back to Corvallis right in the middle of my junior year of high school. And when I moved back to Corvallis, it was a game changer because I had been kind of just hanging out with a lot of people that didn't have the uh, the same morals and values as me, um, mm-hmm. mostly because it was a tiny school and there was like not a ton of options. So mm-hmm. you're just kind of with the people you're with and that's, that's like what you have. And I was, right. mm-hmm. I was learning to be in the word because that was a whole new concept for me to have devotions. Um, that didn't start until I was a sophomore in high school. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of like, what is this? I got people around me. I'm trying to be cool, fit in at school. Uh, mm-hmm. trying to, you know, just be a, a high schooler, you know, just trying to kind of like fit in and like figure yeah. out what's normal. And um, when I moved back to Corvallis is when I first started going to Calvary Corvallis. And I met a kid at school who was just preaching the gospel everywhere. And mm-hmm. there was just something about the way that he loved God that I'd never seen in anyone mm-hmm. before. And it really was empowering because coming to this church, I had never been to a church where young people were really valued and had um, just that potential for growth, where adults spoke into your life, like you have just as much vision from God and can hear from God and can understand his word as adults do. And Mm -hmm. no one had ever, outside of my mom and my dad, no one had ever really treated me that way before and kind of expected more from me and so it really helped me rise to the occasion because I was like oh this is allowed like I'm allowed to study the word and have an opinion and you know just kind of a game changer for me and I just really grew so much with the community that was here and it was a tiny Calvary was maybe like 25 people at that point and so our youth group was just exploding. Like if you ever hear Pastor Rob talking about that season of Calvary, like I was there, I was, mm-hmm. you know, 17. That was me, you know, I was that kid in the row that was like, wow, what's going on here, you know? <laughs> um, and so just getting to be a part of a church body that like your opinion is valuable and what you're mm-hmm. experiencing with God is valuable. And mm-hmm. I realized how long I... I felt like I got ripped off all the years I'd grown up in church and no one had ever told me you could study the Bible. And I was like, mm-hmm. come on. I just spent mm-hmm. 17 years in Sunday school and no one ever gave me a Bible study. <laughs> what yeah. is going on? And so that was kind of when I felt the first call in my life to just like, I go, I am never going to be that person. You know, I'm going to help empower young people to love Jesus and 
that they can know what God thinks and that they can read the Bible because I got ripped off and I don't want anyone to get ripped off like that. And so that kind of was me, you know, I was just like, just going hard for Jesus. And I don't really think I've ever stopped since then. So that's so cool. So after, after you kind of started getting that vision and that passion, how did that shape you as you continued growing um, through your life and what exactly were the next stages of your life? Yeah. So I think it really inspired me and just gave me a confidence. Like those few years of high school, I just was given so much confidence in who I was in the Lord. And, you know, I'm a normal person where I've had, you know, like relational issues with people that weren't perfect, you know, Mm -hmm. friendships that maybe I didn't say or do the right thing. You know, I'm not, have not, did not, have not arrived. Like, (laughs) let me be clear on that. But as far as who I was in the Lord, there was just such a firm strength and confidence. And so I was just able to walk in that kind of mentality. Like I just didn't doubt who God was. And um, I ended up going to Oregon State and I started at Lynn Benton and then went to Oregon State. And when I was at Oregon State, towards the end of my schooling, like my dad got sick again and he ended up passing away after, um, I think I was a junior in college that year. And that really rocked my world. Uh, because we had just been walking in this, he had been cancer free for years at that point. And it was just kind of a surprise. And um, he had, he was just sick for like a couple months before he died. And so, you know, I wasn't even 21 yet. So it's like, what my dad, my rock is gone. You know, my dad was such a man of God. And so that really, you know, shaped, uh, had a huge part of who I was. And I learned a lot about God through that time because there's doubt. Um, We had people in our lives at that point who, you know, said, maybe your dad had sin in his life, or maybe you didn't have enough faith and that's why he died or just junk, you know, just total junk stuff. But you have to sort through that and you have to go, okay, was that true? What? No, it wasn't. And, And then just learning so much about grief and what grief looks like and all the phases of grief and um, just kind of walking, learning how to walk through great grief with God. It's a whole area that I would never want anyone to have to go through, but at some point we all have to go through it in life. And so just learning how to handle that with grace and asking God to be in the middle of that was a huge shaper for me. Um, And it gave me such a heart of compassion for other people that I never would have had. Um, So that season of life was pretty dark, um, as you could imagine. And I, yeah, I could go into so many other stories on that. Um, Don't know how how much in depth you want me to go on that. But it really did shape who I was, you know, throughout my 20s. But, you know, it's, it really gives you a your perspective on what matters in life. You know, you, your relationships with the people that you love really matter because you don't know how long that you have them for. And not to get all morbid on your awesome, like, podcast, but it's just life. And I'm speaking to you guys because I do respect you as young women. Like, I don't think I have to talk down to you because, you know, 
you get it. You live in a world that's got a lot of, of pain and suffering right now. And I, you know, I really valued when people talked straight to me, you know, when I was younger, because it's like, we all go through this stuff. So we might as well yeah. be real about it instead of pretending like it's not going to happen or not happen. Yeah. And so I just feel like embracing the reality of grief, whether, I mean, that could be your cat died and you're sad and you're grieving your cat or, you know, you have unrequited love and that breaks your heart or whatever it might be, you know, we all experience grief on some level. And so like learning how to process through that and have God in the middle of it is something that I'm really passionate about mm -hmm. to this day and has set out like a huge part of my life and created a, a really interesting foundation that I never would have wished for, but I'm like thankful for it. Yeah. And you can yeah. relate to people who are in that situation more. Yeah. I yeah. can relate to hurting people or even really confused people because there's a huge part of that, that you're just confused. Like I thought we were doing great here and there was health and life and wholeness and what, you know, and I struggled through a long time of my life thinking, you know, so much of my youth was taken up with sickness and death and grief and, and even loss of friendships because of moving that I just was like overwhelmed. Like, is this going to be my whole life? You know, I, I don't know if I, <laughs> this is really depressing. God, if this is, and like, why me, you know, cause my mom had had an awesome childhood and like nothing bad ever happened to her. It's like, why me, <laughs> you know? And, mm -hmm. but the thing is that over time, I recognize what all those trials, who it made me be is a much stronger, resilient person that has a lot of empathy. Um, and I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I wouldn't have gone through those trials. And so, you know, I'm like, oh, okay, God, I can see what you're doing here, yeah. you know? So it doesn't mean it's easy though. No, it doesn't at yeah. all. So what is one piece of advice that you wish you had received when you were going through the grieving process? I think just having a lot of grace on yourself for if you don't feel like you have it all together, that's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And I think that we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to just have it all together. And it's just, mm -hmm. you know, not the truth at all. Mm -hmm. So I think that I, I actually did receive a lot of good advice because if you know my mom, my mom is amazing. So there's a lot of things that my mom would just receive and share it with us. So I feel like that's actually part of what helped me get through it a whole person. Um, because some of the things like her thing of not having, we're not, we weren't allowed to have a whole bad day. We'd have a part of a bad day, but we couldn't let it dictate. We couldn't let circumstances dictate who we are or our joy level you know you can be sad but you don't have to give into it fully um yeah and I think that I wish that I would have known that you will that I would make it through it <laughs> but I guess that's what trusting is anyway right um but there's just moments where you feel like you're just stuck in it and that's life and that's going to be your life forever and I think that's especially what I would offer to people today that are grieving it's not going to be like that forever even though you feel like it is forever and that's just such a hopeful i even cling to that myself with what i've been through recently is like mm -hmm. i'm gonna make it through this mm -hmm. it's just a matter of time 
Right. Which is such a, such a good perspective. Uh Um, So we don't have like a ton of time left, but if you're able to like give like a short condensed story of like from that point to where you are right now in your life, like all of that. that Okay. Yeah. I'll sign. I can sign it up. So God has just brought me to this awesome job. I've been working at Caris for 15 years now and I love it. Mm -hmm. I love being in ministry and I'm now 41 and three years ago I met Joseph who I'm going to marry um in a week and a half which is super exciting um I could spend a whole podcast just talking about him but (laughs) 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 yes right but the last two years have been really challenging because he has um he battled the same cancer that my dad had and Mm. he found out he had that cancer just a few weeks like right when we were going to get engaged so you can see why that had been a challenge um, mm-hmm. and just a really like intense time of life. And he even had a stem cell transplant, which was successful. Um, but man, if, if I'm thankful for anything, it's just that foundation that God had given me from previous, previous trials that I had and went through mm-hmm. in knowing that God was going to bring me through it. And he is bringing me through it. So, I mean, I could go, I could go in a lot more depth, but that is the. <laughs> That's the short version. That is the five second version. <laughs> <laughs> nice job. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So our last question, you answered it a little bit. Um, yeah. But. Yesterday, Adam Poole was talking about trials and that's kind of been the theme we've been talking about at Calvary. Um. In what ways have the trials that you have faced in your life made you a stronger Christian? Yeah, I think God just has such an amazing way of over time, just proving one thing at a time that he gets us through it and that he's faithful. Mm -hmm. And it takes eyes of faith to see his faithfulness. But it's such a beautiful thing when you make it through a trial, you like add that tool to your tool belt and then you can go, okay, God was faithful in that. So I have faith that he'll be faithful in the next thing. Mm -hmm. And that has just made um, it able for, or me able to, to keep moving forward because I knew that even if Joseph died, I would still survive because I've survived other loss. You know, I mean, it would be a totally different kind of loss and I don't want to go through that. I don't want to think about it even But I think it's really interesting when you can face a fear and know that God will be there even in the middle of the fear, you know, it really does make Psalm 23 look totally different. Um, when you, when you're like, you've been with me in the valleys and I know Mm -hmm. you've been with me in the valleys and you'll, you'll be with me by the streams, but while I'm in the valley, you're going to make me stronger and get me through that. So yeah. Wise words. (laughs) <laughs> well, Heather, thank you so much for being on the show with us. It's like your story is such a blessing, I know, for me. And it's going to bless so many other people. So, yeah, thank oh, you so much. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> thank you for having me. Yeah, thank of you course. so much. Thank you guys so much for listening to that interview. I know it definitely encouraged me and Erin. So, thank yeah. you for taking the time to listen to that. Um, we hope it encouraged you and brings you joy. Um, and if it did, let us know so that we can let Heather know. That would be awesome. Yeah. So if you enjoyed listening, 
stop by iTunes and leave us an honest five-star review. It really helps out our podcast (laughs) and leave us a rating if you want. Um, Either way, uh, that helps us out a lot. Um, What else should I do, Erin? You should also go follow us on Instagram at talkalatte.podcast where we post weekly posts and updates um, and quotes from the episode and all that fun stuff. So if you guys are interested in that or just getting connected in that way, go go check it out. Um, Did you mention the email? Nope. (laughs) So if you guys have any... If you guys have any questions, comments, concerns, email us at tacolattepodcast at gmail.com. Yeah. And right before we, like, leave, can we do, like, a five-minute weekly challenge segment? Oh, yeah. What was a weekly challenge? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay, we did that. Okay. (laughs) It was the phone one. Like, go without your phone for... A day. Be on your phone Except for, for we day. did that like four days ago. So right. But the listeners have time. It's been a week for them. That's true. So if you guys have done it, let us know on your phone after you've done it, not on your phone. Um, <laughs> are you planning on doing that, Tatum? <laughs> yes. Yeah. We could do it like the same day. True. We can text each other about our journey while we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Do a little Zoom call. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. Uh, <laughs> totally not uh, defeating the point at all. Yeah, I'll try to do it. Hopefully I can with work and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll probably be able to. Probably on Sunday. Cool. We can try to do that on Sunday. That's true. Probably. Yeah. Sunday's good. Cool, dude. Okay, yeah. well, I think this has been the Taco Latte podcast. Like we mentioned, um, contact us, email us, like and review, send us a... Mm-hmm. Send us a GIF, GIF of an animal doing something like a dance with a hula hoop. Is that your challenge? <laughs> no, but I, I guess it's continuing from the animal one. Yeah. Anyways. You like those animals. It's all good. Yeah, I, I do. And yeah, let us know what you thought of um, Heather's super inspirational story. And with that, I'm Erin. And I'm Tatum. And this has been the Chocolate Podcast. Oh yeah.